I don't think there's a lot of moments in human history that could rival the amount of global fear present in March of 2020. Because regardless of where you live, granted that it's a place with an internet connection and electricity, we were all scared. We were all scared because we suddenly lost so much control over our day-to-day life. We were all scared because we were put into an unprecedented situation and there were moments during the early days of the pandemic where it legitimately seemed like we were heading for some sort of a global collapse. There were moments where it seemed like even the twinkle of stability that our species has developed over the past hundred or so years would go away beneath the force of nature. And it was difficult to stay sane or at least calm during the early days of the pandemic. And about two weeks ago, um, I had drinks with a friend. And as social interactions tend to go in 2021, we ended up talking about the early days of the pandemic and, and what we did to stay sane. And what I did to stay sane is um, I sang this dumb, dumb, dumb song. Every morning, I'd wake up, I feel like shit, <laughs> and I would grab my guitar and sing this song until I didn't feel like shit. And the song is called Pringles Dick. It's uh, from the Dan Harmon podcast, Harmontown. And it's a song about a man who hides his penis in a Pringles can. And he's very confused because people keep on calling him Pringles Dick. But he doesn't understand why people call him Pringles Dick. <laughs> um, and this is a really dumb song, but I was... Uh, had about a bottle of wine in me. Um, and I sang the song to my friend. And her immediate reaction was like, ah, you should share this with people. And I drunkenly said, okay, I'm doing a podcast thing. I'm going to make this the opener for the third episode. And then we shook hands on it. And then I sobered up the next morning and I was like, oh god, that's a that's a dumb fucking idea. But I shook hands. And I'm a man of my word. So for the jingle for the podcast this week, here's my rendition of Pringles Dick. Some people call me Pringles Dick, but I never really found out why. It only have a Pringles dick, I just keep my dick inside. Oh, I keep my penis in a Pringles can, cause no, it keeps it safe and dry. Some people call me Pringles dick, but I never really found out, no, I never found out, never really found out why. Welcome to Broadcast from Prague 13, the podcast where I talk about writing and apparently, occasionally, sing songs about my penis.
My name is Mike Jesus Langer. I am a short story writer on the internet, and I mainly write for the creepypasta genre. Uh, you might be familiar with some of my work uh, from series such as The Adventures of Professor Egghead, The Village That Screams at a Setting Sun, or The Long-Legged Beast of the Magura Forest. So last week on a podcast, I promised that on this episode, I would speak a bit about a writing exercise that used to be a part of my daily routine back in the day that has made me considerably more confident whenever I sit down to do my daily writing, but that has also made it a lot easier for me to generate new story ideas. Now, I am planning on putting together some sort of a five-minute YouTube video where I kind of summarize the whole thing in like a much more streamlined fashion, Uh, But I do want to use this podcast episode as a means of kind of rambling myself out and figuring out how I could package this into an easily consumable five-minute video. And since podcasts tend to be a bit more long-form, and since I don't have a script, I'm going to ramble for a bit. So let me tell you a story. So it's January of 2019, and um, I just had two fairly important life events happen to me. Uh, First of all, I just got into my first proper adult live-in relationship. I moved in with the girl that I was dating at the time. And second of all, I just finished releasing my first proper creative work that actually had my name attached to it. Uh, The work was uh, Dinosaur Boy, which is an animated web series about a crime-fighting dinosaur. Um, I can leave links around if you'd be interested in seeing it. But... It was (laughs) a fairly strange time in my life because I had been releasing stuff online since, you know, circa 2004. And uh, Dinosaur Boy came after a fairly long break of, of not releasing anything independently. And I was used to a very different internet than the internet that existed in 2019. I was used to releasing shitty animations in 2010 where... If you made a thing, people would watch it because there weren't millions of people uploading stuff online. It was a much less saturated marketplace and there wasn't you know, talk of this algorithm, this, this computer that you got to play well with for it to even show your work to other people. And, you know, years later, I can, I can look back at Dinosaur Boy and be like, okay, this is where the issues were. This is how the show could have been better. Um, and I think I was kind of aware of that at the time. But it was uh, fairly demotivating to see something that me and a bunch of my friends put a lot of effort into uh, just kind of flop. And combined with me living with this person who had like a proper corporate job where she had to wake up every day at 7.30, I found myself in a rather strange position creatively um, because I used to work as a tour guide back when the tourist industry still existed. And January, February, March were always dead months. You wouldn't make a lot of money. It was really cold. There weren't a lot of tourists. So I would usually just work my ass off during the summer, and then I would take those couple of months off and focus on being a writer. Um, And I was in this position where I had these three months, but I was kind of lacking the motivation to do something every day. And... I needed something to do. I, I, I needed something structured for me to do. So I came up with this somewhat psychotic writing exercise. 
All right, so there's three bits of software you're going to need to make this work. First of all, you're going to need a random object generator. And these can be found super easily on Google. If you just Google random object generator, they're essentially uh, bits of software that will throw six random objects at you. If you want to be a bit more specific, you can also make your own list of random objects, number them one to you know, however many objects you have, and then just use a random number generator. And that's going to you know, give you the four random objects that you're going to need for this writing exercise. Number two, um, I used an app called Flow States. I think it was like five euros on the app store, but there's definitely free versions uh, of this stuff online. Essentially, it's writing apps uh, that are terrorists. <laughs> Uh, there are these writing apps that uh, if you stop writing for longer than 10 seconds, it deletes everything that you have written so far. Um, so I, I recommend FlowState. It's, it's nice and sleek, uh, but I'm sure if you Google self-deleting writing app, you'll find something. Uh, so that's the second piece of <laughs> software that you'll need. And the third bit of software is just whatever word processor you're using, whether it's Microsoft Word or OpenOffice or... Th those are the only two that I know. But as soon as you have your three bits of software, you can start the exercise. So you grab your random object generator and you make it spit out four different objects. Let's say uh, fork, hat, train, window. And with those four objects in hand, you give yourself 10 minutes with each of the objects and one of those terrorist writing apps that deletes everything that you just wrote if you don't write for longer than five seconds and you promise yourself you will try to write as many story ideas as you can possibly conceive of in the space of 10 minutes without stopping writing now there is i guess uh, a level of the honor system within this writing exercise where if you truly want to, you can write a lot of real shitty story ideas in the span of 10 minutes, uh, but that's not very productive. I think opening yourself up to the idea of like, oh yeah, whatever, if this idea is bad, I can just move on to the next one. That's good. But um, the deal that I had with myself that I found really, really helpful was that after the 10 minutes would pass, after this frantic typing spree would come to an end, um, I would go back through the text, I wouldn't necessarily like read through it because it was mainly gibberish. Um, but I would try to separate every story idea with like a paragraph break. So as soon as I was like, okay, if somebody put a gun to my head, and I had like an hour to write this as a short film or a short story, I could do it. That's when I would move on to the next idea. So I wouldn't overindulge in any specific idea. I would try to generate as many ideas as I possibly could. And I think my go-to average was about five or six. And after I had that list of six story ideas beneath each object, I would write them down in like a short pitch, like in, in a sentence. Uh, and then I would bold out the one story for every object that if push came to shove, I could actually write that story. And I did this every day for like six months, <laughs> which, uh, you know, it was 40 minutes out of my day, plus a few ad organizations, maybe like an extra 20. 
there'll be moments where I would like move from object one to two to three. Those were always like the, I think the first object was kind of rough because I'd be like, oh, I need more coffee to make this work. But um, as soon as I got into the flow of things, it'd be fine. But then object four would come and I'd be like, ah, oh, let's go outside and grab another coffee from a place that isn't my kitchen or let's go buy a donut or let's just walk around a park for a bit. Um, but being being put in that position where I had to every day train myself to be like, no, 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 you don't get to leave this chair. You committed to 40 minutes of doing this. Um, I think it taught me a lot about uh, self-control aside from all of the writing benefits that, that this carried for me. It taught me that if I have something within my daily routine and it's just 40 minutes, I can do it. I can, I can do it before I get to any other writing work, before I start being productive on anything else, before I read my Facebook, my Twitter, my YouTube, all of that stuff will be pushed aside for those 40 minutes of just generating as many ideas as I possibly could. So through the first three months of unemployment, this uh, system worked like a charm because I would get out of bed every day at 7.30 because that's when my girlfriend woke up. And if you're sharing a bed with a person who has an alarm clock uh, and you have a place to be in the morning, you're, you're gonna get out of bed as well. Um, and I would just brush my teeth, have a coffee, and then get to writing. And then I would do whatever I needed to do with the rest of my day. But even after I came back to work, uh, most of my tours, if they were in the morning, would start at around 9 a.m. And I lived very close to the tour gathering spot. So I still had time in the morning. And I kept on doing this exercise because it woke me up. Like putting myself in in that frenzied state of mind when I was just trying to produce as many ideas as possible, uh, it is considerably better at energizing you than like a cup of coffee. So I did this writing exercise almost every day for about six months. Uh, but after a while, it started to feel like I was retreading the same ground with the same stories. Also, the objects started to repeat. <laughs> Um, so I switched over to doing the same thing, but with jobs. So I had a list of jobs that I made, uh, I had it numbered and then I would use a random number generator to kind of give me, oh, today you're writing about number five, 47, three and 65. Uh, and I did that for a month or two, but because I was working at the time, because I was tour guiding and tour guiding is an exhausting job. I found myself in a position where I was only doing the writing exercise and that was the only writing that I would get done on a daily basis, but it was the only writing that I would do in like two months would just be the writing exercise. And I was starting to feel devilishly unproductive. Uh, so I switched things up. I, I took uh, the story ideas that I had. I mainly focused on the bolded out ones, like the ones that I was passionate about at the time that I wrote them. I put them in a number list and uh, then every morning I would grab, I think like five random numbers to kind of figure out which stories was I meant to focus on. And then out of those five, I would pick out a story that I would end up structuring out. So 
essentially I wanted to put myself in a position where I could tell you scene by scene what the story would be. And out of that, I ended up writing like a shitload <laughs> of um, of those ideas. I, I want to say it's somewhere in the ballpark of like 30 short films that I put together from this writing exercise. And some of them are hot, hot garbage. Like they're, they're real bad. Uh, and when I look back at them, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're just going through the motions to get this done, which... Yeah, that's that's what writing is uh, on some days. If you're doing it on a daily basis, someday you just got to push yourself and you won't do a good job. But by showing up and writing, you're not letting your skills disintegrate and, and go to waste. Um, but among those 30 short films, there's ones that I really enjoyed writing. Now, the big pitfall comes in is that at the time I was like super focused on writing animated short films. Um, but after a bit of experience of producing animated short films, those are not the most stable environments to, uh, to, to spend your time in if you're trying to make writing a full-time job. But everything aside, I, I still think that the exercise was immensely helpful in just giving me a space where I would be constructing stories, where I would be searching for ideas in a place where I didn't think there were any ideas. Uh, like how, how, how many how many short story ideas can you can you come up with somebody just walks up to you and they say the word nail? Um, if you force yourself, I bet you there's a couple in there. So through doing this exercise on a regular basis, I found myself being a lot quicker just just to check together an idea and then after I started actually writing these short films I was like oh shit I can actually do this like this is within my grasp I can finish a thing quality that that's that's a whole nother discussion and I think quality comes with enough practice but being able as a fledgling writer to to be like oh I can do this functional thing if, if, I, if I hand you the script, you can read through it and you can be like, oh yeah, that was a story. Like that on its own, being able to create functional work that isn't necessarily like an Oscar winner or like it's not Ibsen, it's, it's not going to blow anyone's mind, but being able to construct the thing, I think is the first step to doing the thing well. So um, I don't, think I would be able to have that level of commitment at uh, this point in time. But that's also because like I, I have actual projects to work on now. There's you guys that, that I'm making stories for. But back then, when, when there was no audience, when there wasn't anybody asking to see my work, it was really helpful just to prove to myself that I could come up with ideas and that I could actually finish them off, you know, once those ideas were there. So if you're looking for a writing exercise, I'm still two ways about, uh, about recommending this because I feel like it has helped me, but I could also imagine uh, that it could be a gigantic waste of time. Uh, but what I would recommend is give it a month. Uh, or give it 10 days if uh, you have commitment issues. Because I think giving yourself that space where 
quality doesn't matter. What matters is that you showed up. What matters is is that you have something to show. Um, getting into that headspace, I think, is just considerably healthier than than sitting down and pretending that like you're Mozart putting together a symphony. Like if you take away the pressure of being good, if you if you take away all of the artistic myths of the tortured genius and and all that sort of stuff. I think you're putting yourself in a in a much more productive headspace. And that's 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 the podcast. <laughs> that's uh me rambling about writing. Um I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you would be interested in following me on Twitter, I am Mike J Langer. I have a subreddit with all my written work, uh, which is MJL Presents on Reddit. I have a YouTube channel, which is Mike Jesus Langer. And I also have a Facebook group, uh, which is Mike Jesus Langer Presents. Uh, if you want to go like that, uh, so I seem popular in front of my real world friends, um, please do. And since I touched a bit on Dinosaur Boy today, uh, next week, I am going to tell you the story of how Dinosaur Boy got put together and I have a little clickbaity title for the whole thing which is how a near-death experience made me write a web series uh so there's that to look forward to and um yeah thanks thanks for listening hope you're well hope you're safe sane and healthy and I'll see you again next week peace out